Welcome to the Daily Objective, day 89 of the War in Israel. I'm joined once again by James Valiant. James, how are you? Quite well. How are you, Razi? I'm, I'm well. Uh, yeah, we're talking about uh, anti-Zionism today. Uh, let's, let's get right to it. Is it anti-Semitism? Is it always anti-Semitism to be anti-Zionist? Well, you know, there's an intellectual distinction that I suppose one could make in a very philosophical or historical way. We just said yesterday that our defense of Israel is not based on some three or four thousand year old claim of some alleged promise of God to Abraham that his descendants would have this. If what you mean by Zionism is a religion grounded defense of Israel, uh, which some people take it to mean, then yeah, obviously I'm not a Zionist, but Zionism has come to mean something else altogether. And now anti-Zionism has come to just simply be code for anti-racism. Because if you don't believe that Israel, that, that Jewish people deserve to have a place where they're safe, or at least relatively safe on this planet, you're blind to the uh, six million people that were slaughtered in Europe within the last century uh, uh, by the Nazis, or the thousands upon thousands of people who've been discriminated against, ghettoized, and killed in Muslim countries around the world if you're Jewish. And so what Zionism, if you believe that uh, Zionism is simply, uh, hey, Israel needs to exist, Jewish people need a safe place to exist, then, of course, anti-Zionism is anti-Semitism. And that's exactly what's what it's being equated to these days. There's a total yeah. equation of the two, uh, in my mind. Uh, it's code. So I'm not anti-Semitic. I'm just anti-Zionist. So in other words, I want what did we call a right of return? The right of return is also code. Destroy Israel. So anti-Zionism now in most people's vocab is destroy Israel now. So yeah, anti-Zionism equals anti-Semitism. Right of return means anti-Semitism. They want Israel destroyed when they use this code language. Yeah, and we're going to talk about the codes they use uh, a bit more in on this episode. I want to uh, do something that we often accuse our uh, opponents and enemies of not doing, which is defining terms. I, I don't think they would have an issue, actually, with the definition of Zionism. Uh, Zionism, noun, a political movement for the establishment and support of a national homeland for Jews in Palestine, now concerned chiefly with the development of the modern state of Israel, policy or movement for Jews to return to Palestine from the diaspora. So, uh, yeah, I, I think, um, again, the people who define themselves as as uh, anti-Zionist, you know, obviously all of them oppose the existence of a, a Jewish state um, and, uh, you know, of, of the one Jewish state that does exist. Now, there are several things to ask here. First of all, you know, um, if you're anti-Zionist, this is a specific concern for you. Like you look at the world, you look at the different uh, things that could be called problems in the world. And the one you're concerned with is the fact that the Jews have this sliver of land that they uh, that they live on and have their own state. Now, uh, we here are, uh, you know, advocates of limited government. We um, definitely don't want governments. Uh, of, uh, we, we don't want countries defined by any sort of collective uh you know, Certainly not a religion. I think yeah. religion would be a would be a very shaky foundation on which to start any country at all. Yeah. No, but, obviously but the, the, one of the great things about the United States is that it developed secular government. Uh, but you know, 
a great historian, an objectivist historian once said to me that in history of politics, the three most important words are compared to what? And if I, if I compare Israel to the surrounding states, as I have always done and I will continue to do, it is the comparatively secular state. It is the place where minor, religious minorities who are not Jews have rights. Now, uh, that does make them legitimate in a fundamental way. But is it also a safe place for Jews to go and live? Yes. And in a world of our current context, and, you know, I have to say, I thought the world was getting better. I thought the world was getting less racist until recent decades. And now I see the racism rearing its ugly head in a violent way, such as I've not seen it uh, in my lifetime, and directed against Jews. Stephen Fry, the well-known British actor, uh, comes out on, uh, and simply has a statement against anti-Semitism. He had part of his heritage is Jewish. Now he's famous for his atheism, but he's a part Jewish in his heritage. And he wasn't making a political statement. That wasn't a full-throated defense of Israel or uh, destroying Hamas. All he was distressed at were the rising instances of uh, anti-Semitism in the United Kingdom. And so uh, Miss Aboud from Channel 4 has to come down on him like a ton of bricks. You see where the power lies. You see where the problem is. It's people like Stephen Fry complaining about r rising anti-Semitism. Wow. When you have leading British television journalists who can attack an actor simply for saying, hey, let's cool down on the anti-Semitism here in Great Britain, we are in a deep problem. Or take the case of the, the uh, President Claudine Gay, who finally, her, her she was toppled from being the president of uh, America's leading uh, educational institution. She, when she testified <clears throat> before Congress, three of the great university presidents were called before Congress to talk about rising anti-Semitism on US college campuses. They are tax supported and big public institutions. And all three of them had failed when it came to defending students, Jewish students, from being threatened, intimidated, harassed, cries for genocide being thrust into their face every day as they go to class. And all they said, well, our calls for genocide, uh, a violation of uh, uh, your uh, code of conduct there at Harvard, well, it depends on the context, is what a couple of them said, including President Gay. Now, <clears throat> She, her, what comes out in the wake of this is all of her shoddy scholarship, Start, starting with her PhD dissertation, her academic articles. I guess she hasn't even published a book since she got her PhD, and her 11 uh, academic articles are pretty much all filled with plagiarism. So now you've got the Associated Press running an editorial saying the, the right wing now has a weapon, conservatives now have a weapon against minorities in academia called plagiarism. So academic standards are racist. Claudine Gay, when she has to go, does not say, oh, I'm sorry, I was such a terrible, shoddy scholar that I plagiarized so nakedly that I defended anti-Semitism on university campuses. No, she doesn't apologize. She said it was all racism, had nothing to do with anything but racism. So her distinct ra defense of racism is what she calls racism. That's yeah. the kind of anti-conceptual mentality and a reversal of concepts that's going on. It's like calling uh, Israel the, the, the people engaged in a genocide or something. No, that on purpose, on purpose, they are using racism as an attack, as a weapon when you attempt to fight racism.
when you attempt to, to, to attack anti-Semitism, you're the racist, don't you know? Because after all, it was only her skin color that got her fired, not her shoddy scholarship, not her defense of anti-Semitism on university campuses. Uh, yeah, it, we, we live in that kind of bizarro world. Yeah, and I know you you wanted to uh, comment on that. That news broke yesterday uh, on, a, on a very uh, happy episode of the reality show. That news broke, and the news of uh, uh, the Hamas deputy leader being killed in uh, in Lebanon. It was a very. Well, I have to comment. Day. I have to comment about a Babylonian. Yeah. And by the way, we will be we will be gloating about Claudine Gay in the reality show uh, that follows this show as well, and we'll be talking about Turkey as well. Uh, make sure you stay tuned for that. You mentioned safe place you know uh we 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 often make fun of uh university students who want a safe space from uh from you know views that they uh they don't want to hear because uh it offends them and i've always uh, the use of language is important i've always tried to defend the the term safe space because a safe space is a good thing in, in the real sense uh, you mean physically you know, safe. not not hearing physical views. attacks and threats of physical force yeah. Not yes. just views you don't like. Uh, that's that's not a that's not something you need to be kept kept uh, safe from. Uh, but but yeah, Israel is that safe space for Jews, and the the reason for that is because uh, Jews are uh, right to be afraid wherever uh, they are. Very right. To be and and just uh, one more point. So you're pointing out things happening on university campuses. You know things we see in the streets of cities like London, where there are marches. Where uh, back to the you know uh, way they use language and and the codes they use you know from the river to the sea is a call for genocide. Uh, globalize the intifada is a call for genocide. Is a call to kill Jews everywhere. That's kill what Jews. globalize the intifada. Means. Jews. So that's what it's a call for. So yeah. So if you are opposing uh, the existence of the one place where Jews are, are still surrounded by enemies but have an army uh, to defend themselves from those enemies, yeah, it's it's. Very, I just very. I just want to say it's very, very difficult to make the argument that that can be anything other than anti-Semitism, and I have yet to be convinced of that argument. By uh, it's rank naked anti-Semitism. And may I just point out that the Jewish population of the United States is two point four percent of the entire population. That is to say, less than three percent of America's population is Jewish, and yet more than about sixty, maybe just a shy touch less, depending on how you count it. But around 60% of all the reported hate crimes in the United States are directed against them. America is often you know, called systemically racist when it comes to African Americans. Uh, the truth is that African Americans represent between 12 or 13% of the US population. And wait a minute here. So 12 or 13% are African Americans, 2.4% are Jewish, and 60% of the hate crimes are against Jewish people. I'm talking about violence, threats, swastikas painted on synagogues, uh, Jewish Jewish students heading to school, being uh, having th uh, screamed at them that they should die, literally die Jew. Or we saw in Sydney, gas the Jews being yelled by crowds. In New York City, swastikas being lifted up. Now, if that's not now. Of course, there's free speech, and they'll they'll hide behind free speech 
for all of this. But when it comes to anything, you know, does Harvard, do private organizations like uh, Harvard have a right to regulate speech on their campuses? Yes, they do. And when it's threatening, uh, racist, uh, and it's being done in public, and it's intimidating a part of their student body, they should enforce speech codes. They have every right to enforce speech codes, so long as they're not shutting down a discussion of ideas, serious ideas. Uh, And I define free speech. Now, I, I can't resist though uh babylon b i'm not always a fan of babylon b they they tend to often sometimes to be too religious for me but one of the babylon b headlines today that i could not stop but laugh at they had the hamas uh leader who was killed in beirut and then they had the picture of claudia gay two hamas supporters fall yesterday (laughs) now obviously there's a difference between words advocacy and the actual planning and doing of terrorism you kill the hamas leader you kill the hezbollah leader when you find them in lebanon uh you don't kill claudia and gay on the other hand is she pro-hamas nakedly pro-hamas is she anti-semite obviously is she herself a racist no she when when substantive charges be, are made against her she crawls into the uh defense of i'm being attacked in a racist way uh, this woman lifted whole paragraphs from other people's books without citation. You know, you know it is very important for scholars to uh, cite all of the related material, pro and con, their position. That's good scholarship. To use them, yes, is necessary. But we cite them, Professor Gay. We, we, tell, we tell people the books that we've read and used. That's called decent scholarship. And she fell so far below simple, basic scholarship. And she's screaming now that it's nothing but racism that pushed her out when she couldn't, she couldn't defend Jewish students at Harvard University from violent threats. She, and she said it was a question of context. Uh, and secondly, she's obviously a shoddy scholar who was only there because she was black. By the way, so did she mention- a racist, you're a racist, you see. Did she mention if the racist uh, attacks against her fall within the uh, code of conduct of, uh, of Harvard University if they qualify as harassment or, or did that not come up? Uh, although I guess- it no longer matters because she does, she's not running the university. She's no longer in charge of Harvard, but she is still collecting $900,000 a year and is a tenured professor there. So uh, it is a bit distressing that she's still there at all. I don't know how we would, uh, dis- but that's the point. You know, Bradley Thompson had a tweet where he said, and I happen to agree with him here, I don't think this means real institutional change. It probably means that it'll just get worse. Uh, the direction universities have been heading in has been very poor. Uh, and when you know, a defense of racism uh, causes someone, at least in part, to get fired, and then they scream racism. You can see how upside down. Uh, yes, yeah, and it's it's uh, not the fact that she defended calls for the genocide of Jews. It's it's the plagiarism. So, it's uh, the plagiarism. well, you know, there I'd have to say that uh, it's too bad that the her her. Uh, you know, depends on the context alone didn't get her fired, but at least it stimulated the investigation so that uh, there were independent journalists and academics who could look into just just lifting the little little. You could see that this woman is a shoddy scholar. She has no business being a professor. Much like, And when you look at the content of her work, it's race obsessed, race yeah, uh, obsessed. So I do want to go back to uh, the anti-Zionists uh, yes. who are supposedly not anti-Semitic. Um, you know, we've been we've been uh, we we went live 15 minutes ago, and you know who we still haven't mentioned? 
Owen Jones. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> our good, our good friend Owen. We'll I don't want people. I don't want people shit. demanding a refund uh, having watched the Daily Objective because we didn't mention Owen Jones. <laughs> uh, this is uh, after Israel killed again a deputy leader of the deputy leader of Hamas, the organization that uh, that did uh, the October seventh attack. Um, this is Owen Jones's. Uh, Actually, this is a retweet by Omar jo Owen Jones uh, of Omar Badar. So, you know, maybe retweets are not endorsements, but I count them as endorsements. Um, he says this is uh, an extremely, uh, about the bombing in Beirut, this is an extremely serious escalation. Bombing Beirut or its suburbs uh, had long been declared a red line by Hezbollah that would necessitate significant retaliation. All eyes on Lebanon now. Now, uh, again, this is uh this is somebody who they uh allow into beirut freely just uh, less than three months after the october 7th attack but also there are attacks on israeli uh citizens daily from lebanon so lebanon, lebanon any i don't know you know we talk about international law and how it's bullshit but i don't know if anybody any if we can find an international law expert that would say that if a country, you know, there's there's attacks from a country on your country on a daily basis for months. Is there any way that is not a war? That is not a declared... Again, Lebanon has an army. The attacks are by Hezbollah. The Lebanese army can say, this is not our war. We're going to stop it. They're not. The, Lebanon They're is not. at war with Israel. Israel just refuses to recognize it. So... The, Lebanon the, officially and, sanctions attacks on Israel from Hezbollah. Lebanon is engaged in war with Israel. And again, it's like simple, but, but even if even if they hadn't, even if they were just harboring a leader of Hamas, let me give uh, people an, an, an analogy here. Whoever was harboring Osama bin Laden after 9-11 was engaged in war with the United States. Let me say that completely. Whether it was uh, the vile Taliban who were protecting Al Qaeda and uh, Osama bin Laden, or as we later learned, Pakistan, which we never uh, treated in the same way. But we, I think conceptually, we can all see that anyone who's harboring Osama bin Laden or Al-Qaeda leadership after 9-11 is engaged in an overt, aggressive act of war against the United States and civilization. Similarly, after October 7th, every single Hamas leader, whether he's in Turkey, Qatar, Lebanon, Egypt, the United States, I don't care where he is, he is a valid target in this war. And the nation that's protecting him is being aggressive against Israel and per not permitting Israel to defend itself after October 7th. Therefore, yeah. giving material support to the killers of October 7th. Yeah, harboring a leader of Hamas is, yeah, definitely can be considered an act of war. Again, shooting at a country on a daily basis also can be considered also, a, you think, yeah. an act of war. And it goes back to the question of, uh, very much goes back to the question of, is this anti-Semitism? Owen Jones and his like, you know, those, those, those people, again, choose to look at the world, choose to look at this particular region, choose to look at uh, Lebanon, a dictatorship, Israel, the one country in that region that isn't a dictatorship, Lebanon, uh, people from Lebanon are firing on a daily basis at Israel, not the official government, but the official government does nothing. Uh, Israel, you know, does these pinpoint retaliations, and then Israel attacks, uh, you know, in the capital because they're harboring a terrorist. You really really have to uh, 
stretch your imagination to try to call these people not anti-Semitic. Uh, you don't have to stretch your imagination to support our work. And thank you, uh, Jonathan Honing, for your super chat. He says, congratulations on all your new followers and views. Thank you. Uh, we are uh, getting towards our 2024 goal of 1 million subscribers. We're at 9,000 now. So if you're not a subscriber, <laughs> but we're not a subscriber uh, subscribe. But we're getting close to 10,000, and that's a milestone in the YouTube yeah. world. So, so hit subscribe, hit subscribe, share. Like, like and, and share this, of course. Uh, Jonathan with another super chat. Bonnie with a super chat. Jonathan with yet another super chat says James is gold. Bravo. I agree. Uh, yeah, James. So, uh, you know, how how do we how do we uh, give people like that a benefit of the doubt? Uh, how how do we look at those comments and say, you know what, maybe it is something specific uh, that Israel is doing and uh, and somehow nothing to do with the fact that it's the only Jewish state in the world. No, I think that Europeans ought to take a hard look at themselves in their own history. Great Britain and the way it treated the British mandate and Jews under the British mandate, not allowing Jewish refugees from the Nazi Holocaust in the 1930s and 40s to have any safe refuge. Britain has a shameful, shameful history about their treatment of Jews, not to mention centuries of anti-Semitic, violent anti-Semitism, disgusting anti-Semitism from uh, 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 Great Britain. America did not have a very, my own country didn't have a very good uh, response when it came to Jewish refugees from the Nazis either. We should look back on ourselves at, and the shame that we in the English-speaking so-called civilized world had just in this last century. And you see the, when you just lift the surface here, just take off the lid just a little bit. You can see the real live ugly anti-Semitism that lies under this. Obviously, this is a Jew-hating racist monster, this Owen Jones, okay? There's, and people like him. Or this Channel 4 lady, Abood, who's attacking Stephen Fry simply for saying, hey, cool it on the anti-Semitism. No. Or Claudine Gay saying it's pure racism that I'm being pushed out has nothing to do with my not defending Jewish students at Harvard or my <laughs> shoddy scholarship. <laughs> no, no. In fact, it's gotten to the point where if you complain about one of these anti-Semites lies, you complain about their poor scholarship, you complain about their racism, and you're the racist. You're the racist. No. Yeah. Twisted upside way, down. Sorrow um, world. And thank you, uh, John Waz, for the super chat. John, I believe, is on the reality show, which is uh, coming up. Uh, yeah, there's, you know, this extends to people who won't overtly say we're anti-Zionist, and and uh, they certainly are, and, and anti-Semitic, like the, much of the media, certainly in this country, and the way they report it. If you look, for example, the suffering in Gaza, that's selective on so many levels. So yeah. first of all, if you talk about the suffering of, of innocents in Gaza, uh, um, children in Gaza who are absolutely innocent, you know, there's a question of who is to blame for that suffering. And the answer is always uh, uh, explicitly or implicitly Israel and not the people who brought this war on the people of Gaza. If 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 you talk again about the suffering of people in Gaza, you're choosing to talk about the suffering of people in Gaza and not the suffering of people in Israel uh, you know, on October 7th and since October 7th, because they are still living in a state of war, they are still under rocket attacks. The, uh, uh, the, the soldiers, you know, uh, the reserve soldiers that are are not at home, not at, uh, at work, they're, they're uh, in Gaza or around Gaza. They would not be there if it was not for October 7th. 
we talk about uh, so many people in Gaza displaced, you know, uh, having to move out of their home. We're not talking about the hundreds of thousands of Israelis around Gaza and in the north of Israel who cannot return to their homes. By the way, that is something that, of course, the blame on is uh, the blame for oh, that we just on, a Hamas on the terrorists. Uh, yeah, we just got the, the reporting of a Hamas leader saying, yeah, we were forcing people to stay in the dangerous areas. We yeah. caught the Hamas leader on tape saying we were forcing Palestinians to remain where it was dangerous. Yeah, but, but the, issue, the, issue, the issue is Israelis no longer uh, being able to live in their homes. Uh, again, running to shelters that's, every... That's because of the, the attacks by Hamas and by Hezbollah. Now, it also is because Israel refuses to... Uh, Defeat the enemy. I think. I think those people should uh, have been able to go home by now. Uh, Israel should have, uh, you know, uh, uh, defeated defeated the real enemy in Gaza and in Judea and Samaria and the West Bank, which is the Palestinian people. It's not specifically Hamas, and defeated the enemy uh, of Hezbollah in, in southern Lebanon. And of course, uh, that something should be done about the serious enemy, which is Iran. Uh, unfortunately, Israel does, you know, is doing. Uh, something that's better than nothing, but nowhere near what what needs to be done. Uh, James, before I get your final thoughts, I do want to say, you know, uh, uh, Jonathan mentioned our uh, recent rise in viewership. Some of that was for a couple of episodes we did about UNRWA. Now, uh, I don't know how many of you uh, saw this, but uh, um, Ethan uh, Fishberger tweeted, uh, tweeted uh, had a Twitter thread about the, um, he joined the, the uh, what's it called, Telegram, group uh channel of unra teachers and the stuff he found there is um interesting it's it's not that surprising but then again when you see that stuff it usually is more surprising than it should be so tomorrow on the daily objective i am joined by Aton fishberger uh for an episode titled what unra teachers uh say when you're not listening you should be listening to that episode and hearing what they will say if you're watching live. There's a link to it right now in the chat. You can preemptively like it. I, if you're not watching live, you can still find it on the channel. That's going to be a super important episode, although I think everything we do here is super important. Yeah. Um, and James, before uh, I go to your final thoughts, uh, I am at Rosie Ginsburg on Twitter. You are also on Twitter. I, I should remember I, to say you, that. You, you shouldn't give me hard questions like what my Twitter is. <laughs> yeah, your Twitter is very, very complicated. I'm totally unprepared for that. But Daniel fortunately has it, and we'll give it the... Uh, yeah, Daniel the, will put it in the chat. Uh, thank you. Yeah. Uh, we were not exaggerating when we were saying in recent episodes that UNRWA has been, uh, is Hamas. They are teaching vile, racist, violent hatred. They uh, are teaching the most disgusting ideas. They actually employ Hamas, mind you. But all you have to do is look at the education. Tomorrow, tune in. We were not misleading you. Um, the United Nations, using your taxpayer money, Americans and Europeans, your money, the United Nations is teaching racist, violent hatred and the destruction of Israel, nothing short. And uh, we have tomorrow we will have some further confirmation of that. It, in fact, when you look into it in the details more than I, I did more, I had I had under us, us understated it. These people are outright Hamas propagandists. You may as well call UNRWA just the Hamas propaganda and employment machine, because that's what they are. Yeah, uh, yeah, and you know this show is a thirty-minute show. Uh, we we often have more to say than we than we can say, but that's good. You know, we uh, uh, 
hopefully inspire people to come back and uh, and and it does mean that i think we have a few more unra episodes in us uh we we also have uh many more episodes of the reality show in us uh including the one that is coming up in about two minutes about... you know ladies and gentlemen we're providing a value you're not going to find anywhere else and the reason why our numbers are going up is because we are a unique voice on this and if you like rosie and i think that uh, we're providing a unique value here Please put your money where your mouth is. Pay for this important value that we're providing the world right now. Help yeah. change the world. Become uh, a and, subscriber. Yeah. And the, membership, the membership link is also in the description and in the uh, chat. The show coming up is titled, Is Plagiarism a Zionist Conspiracy? I wonder what we're going to say about that. You have to stay tuned to find out. Thank you, James. Uh, I will see everybody uh, tomorrow and hopefully you will tune in to the reality show.